Welcome to the Lifebox Media Channel Radio Podcast. Today, it's my esteemed pleasure to have on American singer-songwriter Michael Corrin. How are you today? I'm good, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How are you holding up with all the hunkering down and everything, man? You know what? It's uh, it's a crazy time in life, isn't it? It really, really is. I um, uh, I guess it's just been one of those moments where, you know, I, we have to slow down a little bit and uh, and you know just think a little differently about how we do things and, and, and all that. But I've, I've been good. You know, I've actually, um, I, I feel like now things are starting to pick back up a little bit, but, um, so it's, it's a very interesting time in life, but I'm, uh, I'm doing good, man. I'm, I'm living the dream. I'm happy. <laughs> That's fantastic. So. Now, now, are you back in Illinois right now? Or are you in Tennessee? Um, at this exact moment, I am, uh, I'm actually in Tennessee. I'm just outside of Nashville. And, uh, yeah, I, I'll probably be making a trip to Illinois, uh, I don't know, maybe in the next month or two, there was, a, there was a, a plan to go and visit some family and be there, but right now I'm in Nashville. Uh, fantastic. We go back and forth between uh, Orange County, California, and Nashville, and we're actually in Hermitage right now, so we're not too oh, far from right? brother. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, I'm actually out in, in Spring Hill, just outside of Nashville and stuff, but uh, I love it here, man. I really do. Oh, yeah, great. Nice thunderstorms today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true, but that's just, uh, I guess that's par for the course. It's kind of... Uh, Got a lot of that lately. Better, better, better than thirty below in Chicago. <laughs> oh, I'll take it, dude. I will take it. So, so tell me a little bit about yourself, man. Tell our listeners a little bit about, uh, you know, why you got into why you got into music. Well, you know, um, I grew up actually um, in a, a really, really good family. I was really uh, fortunate. My mom and dad are my best friends. We're very close, um, and I actually grew up in, in going to church, and I was singing in church. And, um, it was one of those things where I, um, I, I don't know, I probably about 15 years old, I started playing guitar and, um, and, and of course continuing to sing in church. And it was just one of those things. I, I just fell in love with music. It was, a uh, it, it was like a, a language that, um, that I, it was like an extension of who I was. It was just a, a different thing. And, and not only did I um, just feel complete in playing and, and writing songs, and there was just something in that that it was like I, I know that I was I was born to do that. And so for me, I I, um, I just got the bug. I got the bug early, you know. And um, and it was that kind of a it was that kind of a thing where I decided, okay, I'm just the first few chords that I started to learn on the guitar. It's uh, you know a lot of my friends when they started to play, they wanted to. Um, emulate their favorite artists and learn their their songs. For me, the first three chords that I learned, I had a, to write a song. There was something inside to say, and there that, there was something that came along with that. And so, man, I just um, I was so overwhelmed with uh, with that language. And I, I guess you know, for lack of something overly spiritual or, or funny, but I just I I found God in that. And so, for me, writing songs and um, and I, I stepped into doing gospel, uh, even Christian rock type stuff for a while. And then, um, and then eventually moved to Nashville and got the bug for country. And that for me was just like, wow, this is, this is definitely a big part of, of what I'm supposed to do and who I'm supposed to be. So, um, yeah, I just, I absolutely fell in love with it and I'm still in love with it. And every day is a, is a new adventure, man. Every song is a new adventure. And I just, um, I'm thankful to have people, uh, want to listen and want to hear. And, um, and if, if there's something that I can say that can encourage people or, um, or connect with them or just be part of their everyday life, you know, from point A to point B and when they're in their car driving, um, that's, that's a beautiful thing. And it's, it's, uh, it's an amazing way to, uh, 
to spend my days, that's for sure. Yeah, because the fact, the idea is that when you look at, I mean, a lot of people don't realize you as an entertainer, I just had this conversation yesterday that, that uh, people don't realize that, you know, you go through the life's ups and downs like everybody else. Sure, and, yeah. And sometimes, you know, I don't know about your particular writing, but a lot of times uh, entertainers and, and, and songwriters draw from that, draw from what they see or what they've been through. And, you know, when you share that, it I, it helps fans like myself listen to your music and say, oh, man, he went through that too. Absolutely. Um, 100%. And there's, you know, for me, when I when I write a song, um, it comes from a very, at least initially, it can come from a very selfish place. Um, I, I'm, I'm going through something or I'm experiencing something and I just need to express that. And it's, it's an amazing thing how when you write a song and you put it out there based upon an experience that you've had, and other people will take that and uh, apply those lyrics to their own life. They will see themselves in your story and it takes on a whole new life. And the amazing part is, is that I might write a song, but then when I release it and put it out there, it's not mine anymore. It's someone else's, you know, and it's something about their story and they can see themselves in that. And it takes on a whole new life. And that is, boy, that's an electric, uh, electric thing and, and a beautiful way to, uh, to be able to, to live, but it's, it's definitely, it starts from a, from kind of a selfish place because I'm just in my own, you know, I'm sort of the narrator in my own story, in my own situation. And then somebody else, it, it means something for them and takes on a whole new, a new thing. And, um, I tell you what, that's just so inspiring to see how other people relate to those songs. Yeah. That, and, and, I, and I see that. And I think that, you know, people really love the fact to be able to identify with you and reach out and say, man, that's just kind of those. Who were some of your influences growing up? Oh, man. Well, um, let's see. I loved you um, 2 I always loved you 2 um, I think that they um, had some amazing music. U2. But then I also, you know, I grew up in Rockford, Illinois. So in my world, that's the hometown of Cheat Trick. Right. <laughs> and and um, so I was fortunate enough to be uh, pretty good friends with Robin Zander, the lead singer, his daughter, Holland. Um, and, and so, and see those guys around. I also, um, let's see, I mean, so man, so many, I uh, like the police. I liked, uh, um, Aerosmith. I loved a lot of classic rock stuff. Um, for me, um, you know, it was just always, uh, I was always hearing that in my home and stuff. My sister was quite a bit older than me. And so, uh, she always, you know, played stuff and my parents always played some of the older stuff, but even, um, I was raised in a, in a, in a, in a family that, um, I mean, my family used to listen to Sammy Davis Jr. And I mean, I, so for everything that you can imagine, um, I just was into man, Credence and all that stuff. Man, so man, classic rock great, for sure. Great, great, great talent, some legendary talent, but, and by the way, cheap trick is second person in two weeks to mention cheap trick. So they'll be uh -oh. ecstatic that they got mentioned on the, you know, I mean, fan, fans are like, <laughs> you know, Hey man, look, so yeah. Oh yeah. So believe me when you get, and especially when you get young talent yourself on, to drop some serious names. I mean, you drop Cheap Trick and, and, and Iconic Band. You drop CCR and, and, and Sammy Davis Jr., man. You've just all of a sudden, you've just kind of gone from one completely wide spectrum to another. Totally. And that was the way I, that's the way I grew up. You know, for me, um, my family was always into songs, just great songs. And um, so I, it didn't matter to me whether it was specifically today sound or not. I mean, I love Ed Sheeran. I love, you know, I love 
lots of artists. Right. Um, but man, some of that old stuff is just, I mean, the Beatles, it's just magic, you know, it's just magic. Yeah. And, and then you kind of had a, uh, a bit of a, you know, you signed a record deal with another classic, iconic, you know, entertainer, you know, with John Elefante with, from Kansas. I mean, how was that? Dude, he's a rock star, man. <laughs> Literally. He's, he's awesome. Um, I, you know, when I moved to Nashville, I was really fortunate. I, um, I had been here for just a few weeks and, um, and, um, John and his brother Dino, um, Dino is a great producer and, and very heavily involved in John's, uh, career. Um, and those guys had heard some of my music and they asked me to come down and do a showcase. And so I did, and I went and played for them. And, um, man, with just a, with, within a few weeks, I got to, uh, I was offered the, the record deal with them and was working with them and, um, was in the studio with John. He's an unbelievable singer, um, unbelievable talent and was able to, you know, start, start my process and my journey. And actually what was really cool about that is through that experience, um, I met an amazing engineer, uh, producer named Melissa Maddie, who has been a longtime friend of mine. She's like a sister to me and just an amazing talent. And we worked together on all my stuff, even my new song, a little bit reckless. Um, she, she was heavily involved in. So a uh, shout out to Melissa Maddie. Um, she's just incredible. And, uh, and Tony high as well. Amazing pair, amazing team and like family to me. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, and I'm, I mean, you just brought that up a little early and that's great, but, you know, I, I like that song. So tell us a little bit about that song, Little Reckless. A little bit reckless. Um, you know, I was um, I was living in Texas at the time. I had taken a, a slight hiatus from the music business because I've been traveling. Into push. <laughs> there you go. There you go, dude. Uh, yeah, I was. I was, but I was out. Uh, man, we were in a small town. I was in a small town, uh, Border, Texas. Border, I do know where Border, Texas is. You do for real. Okay. Dan Hansen. <laughs> Dude, that's, this is crazy. So yeah, I mean, I was out in Texas and I was working and living there and you know, I had been doing music for a while. My wife had gotten really sick and um, she's from a small town um, in Texas, Perryton, Texas. And, and she had gotten really sick and we were, we were having a hard time trying to figure out, you know, what was wrong. We'd seen a lot of doctors and, and finally we found out, okay, um, she needed to just rest and take, uh, take a breather. And, and a lot of it was very stress related. And so we decided to move out near her family where she could be close to her mom and just take a breather. So we were there and I was working and, you know, just doing the regular thing. And we had the house and we had the, you know, we were just doing it. We were living life, uh, the way most people do, but I wasn't doing music the way that I felt it in my heart. And, um, thank God my wife ended up, she's, she's, she's okay now. Uh, that time was like a real healing time for her physically, emotionally, uh, even spiritually. And it was a beautiful thing, but there came a point in time where she said, babe, I feel good. And I, I want to go and pursue, uh, your dream. And I think I'm ready to go do that. And so we had to take, we had to take a risk. What a woman that is right there by herself, uh, brother. Huge shout well, out to your me, wife for that, man. Dude, I hit I hit the lottery with my wife. She is unbelievable. My wife Tasha is my best friend. She holds me together, and she's just I tell you what. I wish that everybody could have what I'm so fortunate and blessed to have because uh, the relationship that, that we have is amazing. But we were living in Texas. We were doing the thing. I had the job. We were you know the house, and she said, "Babe, I, I feel like you you need to pursue your dreams." And so we got to the point where it was like, "Okay, are we going to take the risk, or are we just going to stay?" Uh, you know, in the comfort zone, so to speak. Right. And so we decided, you know, let's go to Nashville. Let's pursue this. I had some opportunities that had opened up there and that were possibilities, but I was 
you know, wasn't fully committed to him. And she said, let's do it. So we got a little bit reckless and, uh, and we took the risk. And, uh, you know, the first, the opening line in that song, um, if you don't ever color outside the lines, you won't know what it feels like when you fly. And, you know, uh, had she not pushed me to do it, I wouldn't be in the situation that I'm in. That song wouldn't have happened. I wouldn't be talking to you. That's a most and, um, badass line ever, dude. That's I, I, I have to I'll t- I'll tell you what, man. There's, <laughs> line, there's lines I take from songs that that just uh, just make it hit. You know, I'll, I'll grab something from somebody. I'm drawing a damn blank, but I normally give great examples. And uh, I say, man, that's a that's a fantastic line. That one, and I and I've heard your song several times. Uh, you know, we follow you on YouTube. By the way, we subscribe to you on YouTube. Make sure everybody to go out and subscribe to Michael Corn on YouTube. But awesome. um, Thank you. That song in the opening line, I was like, get the hell out, man. Dude, dude just laid that out. Man, that was smooth gold right there. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, you try to get those opener lines for sure to catch people. But the cool thing about that song was that it really, it's just, it's genuine. Um, and it comes from that genuine place. We were, you know, we were nervous. But but at the same time, I think people go through life um, and they get in little ruts, you know? I think we get in ruts of the typical, everyday, um, mundane routines of life. And I think people forget, uh, they abandon their dreams in a lot of cases. And I was so fortunate and so blessed, like you said, to have a wife that said, hey, you know, let's, uh, we, we need to pursue this. We need to go after it. And, um, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that, that, um, that, that going through, um, the typical things in life, like that's a bad thing. It's not like, it's not that it's a bad thing. As long as you, um, feel alive. And so for me, I just want to encourage my listeners and people that do hear it that, Hey, whatever it is that lights you up, um, it's okay to pursue that. It's okay to go after that. Even if it maybe uh, the original dream or the original thought has changed a little bit. I mean, it's never, right. it's never quite exactly how you think it's going to be. Right. But what is it that you love that you can do in your own space, in your own world right now that just makes you feel alive? If you like to write, why not write a little bit? If you like to, you know, sing, uh, take a risk and do some karaoke or do some, you know, it doesn't have to be this massive life change like I did, but it can be something that just makes you feel um, alive, you know? That, and that's awesome, dude. And like I said, I mean, there's nothing like dropping lines like that. Did you write that song yourself? Yeah, um, most of my stuff I write all by myself. That's why I, I thought you did, but I just wanted to make sure. But I yes, mean, you know, and, and that's that's a that's a great thing, and, and it's a great message, especially right now. You know, the most mundane things are, 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 are chores right now. I mean, just just to go outside and go to the store is a is a process right now. So I think your message is I, I couldn't have been blessed better with one with great talent that we have on the show, but, you know, messages like yours and, and, and several people have just said, look, man, you know, appreciate what you're doing, what you have, how you're doing it, and, 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 and you know, keep at it. And like you said, some of it's not all the same now because I, I bet even Elvis and the Beatles sit there and didn't, didn't think it was going to come out the way it did, you know, they right. lost to the stars. Sure. So, you know... That's a great message to put out there. Now, I'm going to ask you something I asked all my songwriters. Are you okay. one of these guys that sits down and, and uh, you know, today I'm writing a song and he's spending the day writing songs? Are you one of those guys that kind of bits and pieces it up? How, what you, give us, Share us a little bit of your procedure. I always ask everybody this on the show. Not sure. Um, you know, I, I wish that I, 
I wish that I could just sit down and, and complete a thought from start to finish and it's just done and perfect and, and finished. Uh, you know, there are guys that do that. In fact, I've done that in the past where I'll sit down and write, um, you know, we'll do writing rooms or writing sessions with, with people. And, you know, within a two or three hour block, you've got to have this finished product. I've done that. But the, the truth is for me, um, to really feel connected to it, it seems like I get bits and pieces and, you know, songwriters, at least for me, most of us songwriters are pack rats. It's like, you'll get something, you know, that you, a small piece of something that you'll hang on to. Um, and you might have it for weeks. You might have it for years. I don't know. But, um, you know, like as an example in my phone, um, I sing into my voice memos, but I'm, I'm looking at it right now as we're talking, uh, I have 7,064 ideas <laughs> that I've sang into my phone over the last however long. I just constantly have ideas. So, um, so for me, I would say that I usually am a melody guy first. I get the music uh, concepts that hits me first because if you don't have a good melody, you know, melody's king. You've got to have something that captures people and connects with people. Right. Uh, and then um, trying to... to to take from an experience or something or, or find a different way to say something um, that connects with people, but it's just spoken a little differently. just sounds a little different. Um, I would say that in my writing process, most of the time I get an inspiration and an idea that if I feel like it has magic, then I will sit down and really try to pound through it and see. But within a couple of days, I try to finish something because otherwise I can be so ADD and on to the next thing. <laughs> if I don't finish it, you know, it's just kind of out there floating. 7,000 and change, brother. That's a little bit. <laughs> I, I got, yeah, I got problems. <laughs> yeah, I, hey, hey, look, I'm the master of having 50 pages open at the bottom of the screen on the laptop. So I'm, I'm, I'm not judging. You know? I do. You know, it's just, I'm, I'm constantly, um, recording little ideas. It's just, it's definitely in me and there's something about it, um, that, uh, you know, when you're just in your flow, I mean, obviously even you in this show, you're in your flow doing something that, that you're just good at. And it's just something that you feel, even if nobody listened, which obviously many people do, but you're just doing something that you feel like you're supposed to do. And I guess for me, songwriting and performing and connecting with an audience, that's, that's what I'm supposed to do. Uh, yeah, and I appreciate that. And when our listeners will love you, man, that's for sure. Um, but here, here's the thing: is the funny thing it is, is that now I'm going to ask you the question to follow up with this. How often do you go back and listen to those seven thousand songs? Oh, <laughs> you know what? It's 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 gotten a little out of control. <laughs> now a lot more than we. You know, now a lot more. You know? <laughs> it's true. At this time in life, uh, if there's ever a time to listen to it, it's now. So I have been doing some writing. I'm actually in the process right now uh, with my friend Melissa. Like I said to you, you know, it's amazing what you can do, uh, you know, with technology and stuff today. So I will, I will send her ideas, and uh, and we're building um, uh, some some new music right now as we speak. But uh, I haven't actually been in the studio with her recording as of yet but yeah i'll go back and listen to some of these things and you know it's it's actually pretty amazing what i what i remember and what hits me um and i'll find that a verse here if i change the key really connects with this chorus idea i had over here and then all of a sudden you know you can stumble onto magic but i do have to say i i really as much as i work at it and as much as i love it there is a part of me that that has to believe that i can't take full credit for for this stuff man because i really feel like there has to be some inspiration there and call it what you want, whether it's divine or whatever. But, um, uh, 
something about it is is more than just just my idea it's with pen to cool, paper. It's cool to give God credit on here. I'm all right with that. Me too. So I mean, I, it's, it's, yeah. it's it's all right on it. It's my show. You can say anything you want. Uh-huh. Well, I, yeah, that's that's how I feel. You know, I really do feel that way, and I feel like, especially too, in the time that we're living in right now, what a crazy world it is. And and so I think uh, there's so much chaos out there, and so many voices that I really feel like uh, if my music can hopefully encourage people, or you know, if I can lean into some of that chaos and maybe establish some peace or some joy or some hope uh, for people through music, um, man. That's that's that, success for me. That's job well done. Yeah, man. What a, uh, if I can find peace myself in the midst of all this? But I do want to encourage people. We are going to see better days. It's going to be brighter. It's going to be good. Hang tough. You know, don't don't lose heart. It's just uh, time to maybe adjust and slow down and really focus on what really matters to you. You know. Amen, my friend. That's that's a brilliant statement. I agree with that. You know, now, now on, on that, and, and I, I so appreciate you saying that, man. That, that's that's you, exactly things that, you know, people would think we were rehearsed at, but we hadn't even spoken before right now. So, right. I mean, but uh, a question, my friend, now mm-hmm. is off the music subject for a second. So, you okay. and your wife, your guilty pleasures, you watching Netflix, you watching Prime, what you doing, man? All of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, uh, we actually... Um, um, I do a little bit of um, of acting stuff on uh, as well as um, as music, and um, I've kind of slowed down a little bit. But I recently had a conversation with um, with Kristen Krug. Um, she was an amazing actress. Um, she's she's on Smallville. She played Lana Lang on Smallville, and she has a new show uh, called Burden of Truth. And I had just talked with her recently, and she said, "Hey, you know, I love." Uh, I love this new project that I'm doing. It's one of my favorite things. And so my wife and I got into that and dude, now we're hooked. We're like seven episodes in or something like that to burden the truth on Hulu. I think it is. So it's, you know, but it, it's constantly changing. I mean, we're always looking for good stuff, but that's your guilty pleasure right now is, is that, Oh yeah, for sure. Burn the truth. But we just love, you know, uh, man, I don't uh, any chance I get, I love to watch concerts, live concerts. And I, I, I have this movie room that I set up. Uh, at our apartment, which is, my wife was kind enough to let me have one of these rooms. I've got my projector and my, yeah, so I, I can uh, leave the building here, dude, and just go into concerts and all that kind of stuff. But we definitely love, um, my wife and I like to be together. We just like to spend time together and do stuff. So we can get into the Netflix thing for sure. Pretty that's, hardcore. That's very cool. What kind of, what kind of tunes, what kind of concerts you listen to? Do you man share with us a little? Um, well, let's see. I was just watching the other day. I watched a little bit of. Uh, I was actually watching Aerosmith, which is cool. Very Steven cool. Tyler. I don't know. That guy has been around forever, and just he kills it, man. I mean, every time his voice is just when you think he can't go anymore, he just blows my mind. And he's he's seventy something, isn't he? Yeah. But um, golly, I was watching him, and then I watched. Um, I was watching a little bit of Skinner the other day, right. which is cool, and. Um, uh, let's see what else. Of course. Yeah, I did watch, uh, one of the newer YouTube concerts and stuff. Um, but I'm, I'm all over the place with stuff. I was watching Kenny Chesney. I love Kenny Chesney. And, um, I just love music. So. And, and you, you've gotten out there a little bit that, I mean, you, you've had some great connections with some people that have, uh, that have worked with, uh, Dolly Parton and some other people that, you know, sure. 
did a bit out there. I mean, uh, what's it like? What's your experience been in Nashville as far as the fact of the people that you've talked to, worked with, you know, that kind of thing? What, what, what has been your experience like that? I mean, you know, you're really enjoying getting the flow of the Nashville scene? Sure. Um, well, the community in Nashville, the writing community, the performing community, people are pretty amazing. Um, I, I think I was really fortunate, I, and I've been really fortunate, and I don't take it don't take it for granted. I I have been able to work with some of my heroes um, and, and meet people, and I, I think that um, Nashville is one of the most amazing places in the world because uh, talent from all over the place all come here, and there is such an awesome community. Um, here, uh, as an example, when I had first moved here, um, I was playing in this small, um, little, little restaurant place. I, I just said, Hey, I'm going to go play in this, you know, do this open mic night thing. Cause I was just trying to play, you know, I was trying to get out and I met this guy. Um, this guy was hosting this open mic night. It was out in Bellevue and, um, his name is Billy Falcon. And Billy, his, his daughter Rose played, she's amazing, and Billy played. And Billy and I got to be pretty decent friends. Um, and we just developed this relationship. Well, Billy writes songs for Bon Jovi and has been writing songs for Bon Jovi for years. I mean, in fact, I think the last record Bon Jovi released, Billy wrote like nine or ten cuts with John Bon Jovi. Nice. Um, on this record. Well, anyway, we, you know, so we hit it off, and, and uh, through Billy, I was able to, uh, to, to meet john and richie and, and and stuff uh well when richie was in the band at the time and stuff but um it's, it's just really cool and, and billy and i wrote a song together called pray for angels um and, and you know here's a guy who didn't need to write a song with me <laughs> you know this is a guy who's who's who's, who's certainly talented and 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 successful and yeah, he's, he's, doing right. to, <laughs> he's doing okay man you know he's doing all right but um but people are just willing to to connect because you never know what what can come from the magic of collaboration and connection and um and Nashville, like i said is amazing um i worked with uh dolly parton's producer and longtime band leader um i've, I've just been fortunate man my heroes and that's know? really, and that's really cool and I, and I and i love that story because you never know i always sit there say you never know who you're going to meet just because they're not polished and shined up that minute or there just happened to be an open place, especially in Nashville. And that was a great thing. And I, I've, I've known John a little bit and John Bon Jovi, and he's a great cat because, you know, I'm a Texas boy. I grew up on the East Coast, and, you know, and he's a Jersey boy, but he's an Eagles, yeah. fan. Eagles fan. I hold that against him. <laughs> I hold that against him you know, being a Cowboys fan, but that's, that's another story, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's it's funny. He, um, uh, that guy's doing okay. And, you know, ever since I started singing, people – um. I think part of the reason why Billy maybe had connected with me, I do get sometimes that people um, hear a little bit of early John Bon Jovi and some of my singing, which um, I, I'm honored that people would even mention that or think that. But I think maybe Billy connected with that a little bit or something. Um, and um, yeah, so, yeah, but I, I can see that. Excuse me, I can see that because the fact that, you know, and, and see, I, I saw John when he's playing in front of 25 people, uh, you know, hmm. so I, I didn't think about that until you brought that up. That. Yeah, it's it's funny. He's the one that that if people if I'm going to be compared, um, I do get I do get that vocally sometimes. Um, but I think it's, you know we're just both tenors and but but well, yeah, but, no, but in the soul, no, you you can't pull off soul, man. You just can't put you just can't say, oh man, look, I'm going to throw some soul out there. And you can tell by the music <laughs> you were raised on, and you know, cause look, either you have some soul in your voice or you don't. I mean, yeah, you, know, you yeah, can sure. you can try to hit some of those notes. You can. 
maybe fake it really good, but you know, I think I think you got some of that clear cut, just some soul in, you know, some soul feeling you, and it just comes out. It portrays sometimes, and that's why I'd, I'd love. I was listening to some of your songs. This is I I'd I'd like to hear you cover some songs just for the hell of it being out one night. It'd be like you know, look, man, you're out one night, and you know, and you're performing. I'd love to see what you cover. When you throw some covers in your act, I'd love to see what you, you what, anything in particular that you, when you, when you go out and you're performing, you know, cause we used to be able to perform, uh, you used to be able to perform, <laughs> right. used, to be, used to be people out there and everything. They weren't dressed up as chairs, you know, um, <laughs> but I mean, what, what kind of covers do you throw into your deal? Just curiosity. Um, well, let's see. I like, I like a lot of stuff. I like Tom Petty. I do some Tom Petty stuff. Um, I've been, I've been known to, to, to rock a little Bon Jovi here and there, man. I'll do some, some, uh, Warren Dead or Alive and Living on a Prayer or something. But, um, I also, you know, even Brian Adams, I do some of that stuff, but I, I just love, um, again, I just love, uh, you know, classic, classic rock stuff. I think there's such, um, there's just something about that that I think is just home for me. You know, I just feel that and stuff. So, but, um, I think probably one of my favorites that I do is the song, uh, one by you two. That's one of my oh, favorite nice. ones. Nice. Um, I just love, it's just a great song. Man. Say again. That's a hard song, brother. Well, you know, I, uh, I just, uh, I love it. Uh, there's just something that connects with people about it. And so, um, most of the time, you know, I have so many songs that I've written that I want to share. So, um, there's another tune that I do sometimes. Um, uh, Don't you forget about me, which is that old Simple Minds. Oh wow! Simple yeah. Minds cover, you know, from uh, what was the oh. Breakfast Club or yeah, something like that. So it was Breakfast Club. Yeah, Simple Minds, great band, underrated band. Yeah, man. You know, I just um, again, my sister, like I said, was was uh, quite a bit older than me, and so she was bringing music into my to my world that. Um, my friends probably thought I was nuts, but I just, I, I love that stuff, you know? So, so what are for we me, looking up for um, you, buddy, what do we got looking coming up for you uh, is, I know obviously you can't tour, which by the way, ladies and gentlemen, I say this to everybody I have on this show, these musicians, you know, all those Justin Bieber contracts aren't out there right now. Sorry, nothing against Justin, but you know, they don't, they don't play, they don't get paid. Go buy their music, go buy their merchandise. Yes. Yeah, is a talented mm. cat, you know, go check out all his music. I mean, you know, because, you know, until touring can come around again, he's doing, they're do, all doing the best they can. So what do you got? Yeah, about? it's, let's see. Well, um, you know, we've, we've sort of started to, to open, open some things back up a little bit here and there. So I have, I do have a few things that are planned. Um, uh, I have an outdoor, uh, show that I'm going to be, um, playing a little bit, but it's, it's at like a marina. Um, so just a small acoustic thing and we're going to see how it goes. And it's a very limited amount of people that can be there, but I'll be in Winchester. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And Manchester, excuse me. Um, and I'll be doing that on, uh, uh, actually tomorrow, the 24th, I'll be doing that, but What's people the name can, of the venue? what's the name of the venue? Uh, it's drafts, drafts and watercrafts, drafts and watercrafts in, uh, in Manchester. And I'll be there from, uh, five till eight o'clock tomorrow. Um, just kind of hanging out, um, doing some acoustic music. Um, and then I'll play, uh, let's see on the 29th, I'm going to play at a place called the Chuck wagon grill, uh, yeah. 31st, a place called amigos, uh, in, in spring Hill, the Chuck wagon grill will be in Columbia. Um, and, uh, and amigos is in spring Hill, Tennessee. So we're trying to get out there and do a little bit more, but we're doing, we're being real careful. You know, everybody's wearing masks and all that kind of thing. And, 
Absolutely. Um, Please show up. Be safe. Go support them. But if you're going to go support them, be safe. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's a huge thing, you know. And and then, um, uh, of course, people can get my song a little bit reckless on Spotify. Uh, if you just look up Michael Corn, a little bit reckless, and and also I have some, um, um, I have some uh, other music from my original band. Um, I was in a group called Anavox, A N A V O X. Um, you can check it out on YouTube. You can also check it out on on, on Spotify and stuff. And that's more of my um, Christian stuff that I did. I kind of got the country bug these days, but. Some of my gospel stuff is, is from Anavox, A-N-A-V-O-X. Oh, very cool on that. If you could <clears throat> pick somebody to record to today, I don't care what genre it is, who who would you, would I give, give me a couple people that you'd love to jam with, man. Oh, wow, great question. Um, I think Ed Sheeran's pretty amazing. I'd love to, I'd yeah. love to do something with him. Um, let's see, I also... Um, gosh, that's a great question, man. I mean, Who else would I like to do soon? I'll say, okay, okay, Pat, uh, Pat in, a, in the past, if you could pick three fantasy people, we're going to wind this up really cool. Three fantasy people, okay. who, who would you want to record with? Um, well, I guess I would have to say uh, U2 is a big one. Um, they, they're probably one of my biggest influences. So I would want to I would want to do something with them. I would want to do something with... Uh, God, man, it'd be great to do something with Paul McCartney. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I mean, you're, as long as we're just dreaming big here, we're talking. You know. <laughs> hey, hey, um, Sir Paul McCartney, why not? You know, I mean, he's one of the, one of the few <laughs> legit, real lock, rock legends alive, you know. So, man, why not go for the top? And uh, you know who else, man? I would love, I would love to work and do a song with Garth Brooks. I, I, just I can love see him. your tone, man. I can see your tone with that, buddy. That's that's. I can definitely see your tone with that, man. That's that's for sure because of the fact you got you guys got that and Garth's just a rock. You know, he's a he's a rocking cat at heart anyway. So I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I think I I sort of identify with him on on that level a little bit. I was I was fortunate enough. I'm, I actually got a chance to meet him and, and just an amazing. Like I said, man. You know. Um, <laughs> I came, I came to Nashville. I've been living in Texas and, um, man, since I've pursued that and gone for it, uh, like I said, I've been able to work with my, my heroes and meet and, and not in music and in, in acting. And, um, man, I'm just so, so blessed with where I'm at. And, uh, if it all stopped now, man, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy. And I, I want to encourage your listeners and people to just, uh, pursue what you love. You know, you only go, you only go around one time here. That's so pursue what you love and, and what matters. And you know what? Love your family. Tell people that are close to you. Um, maybe that you don't always say it to. Tell people that you love them. But that stuff matters. Um, you know, we're not we're not promised tomorrow, but but um, but we're here today. You know? That that is I I say it's like the old song "Show and Tell." You know, you show it, yeah, you tell it yeah. today. You know, you might not have it tomorrow. That's that's fantastic. What can we look at you? What, what can we go watch you out on acting, man? What, what have you done in acting real quick? Well, you know, it's funny. Um, the acting world sort of shut down. I, I, I had done, um, um, I, I had done a lot of things. There's a movie called, uh, the devil all the time, which is going to be coming out. Um, I have a small role in the devil all the time. That'll be out on Netflix. I think it actually, the date has been moved several times now, but I believe it comes out here in September on Netflix. It's just a real, uh, um, a small thing that I had done. Um, I also make an appearance in the movie Irresistible uh, with Steve Carell and Rose Byrne. 
uh, just a small thing that I did. Um, so I'm kind of, you know, low man in the totem pole in that world. I'm just getting going, but, um, but I actually have just been, uh, cast in a couple of, uh, of indie films that are, that are going to be happening. Um, uh, that I'm excited about one called the soldier's secret. And then, um, there's, uh, there's a few other things that'll be coming out. There's a couple big things in the works for next year, but I can't really talk about them at the moment, but hopefully they'll all come to fruition, but I've done some things and, um, you come back over and share when, when you can. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to, man. I, I sure appreciate your time and, and you, um, listen to the song and just talking. I mean, I, it's, it's a great thing. I feel like you and I could, uh, there's some kindred spirits there. I think maybe a little, <laughs> without a doubt. And a real quick thing, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you before you go, and, and I'm gonna get you all your yeah. social media. Is you don't know me as at all at, at all. What's that? To, what's that about, man? Uh, oh, the you don't know me at all project. Yeah. Um, it's uh, something that I had done. Oh, was it maybe uh, 2012? I think. Um, it was just kind of this uh, shift between. Um, pop rock stuff just before I kind of got into some of the country uh, vibe that I really was doing. And so um, more of a, of a rock type influence, but as a solo artist. Um, and what was really neat too is um, I was a part of a project called uh, Rock for Ronin. Um, uh, a little uh, boy had passed away and his parents had put together this fund um, uh, to help other other little little boys as well, other little kids as well that had dealt with some of the same sickness and illness. So there was a song called Turn the World Upside Down that they used and uh, another song uh, that I put on YouTube. People can check out a song called Send the Rain and also Rather Be a Mess. I think those songs have had quite a few hits um, on YouTube. So unfortunate that way. But yeah, it was just a project, man, sort of this interim project thing that I had done. Um, I'm not sure how many people actually heard all that stuff. <laughs> but, um, thanks for mentioning it. Yeah, people can check it out on YouTube, all those songs. No, man, I, I saw some of that. And I wanted to bring it up, but, um, you know, bring it up that you would put it out there. Of course, man, you know, everybody needs to go check out your music. Go follow on your YouTube. Pick up those subscribers, man. It don't take nothing. They hit a like and subscribe, yeah. people. You know, uh, I sure appreciate it. It means a lot um, for, if, if people will do that. And yeah, like you said, you know, just supporting, supporting artists, supporting each other. Look, we're all, you know, Give we're all in the same boat media, together. Brother. Give us all your social media. Well, people can find me at Michael Corin, C-O-R-I-N. You can find me on Facebook. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm on all that stuff. And I, I just would love to connect with you. Come, come, you know, like my Facebook uh, page, music page, if you can. And yeah, I'm, I'm always looking to connect with people and I would love to hear from people, uh, you know, share your story, share how those songs encouraged you or influenced you or what it means to you. Um, and I'll do my best to make sure that I get back to you for sure. Yeah, I'd love to just sure talk and meet you. I'll put you over strong to me. And he said, you got to talk to this young man. I says, I definitely mm. will, you know, <laughs> and it was a great mixing to make. And I'm very grateful that, that he introduced us and uh, yeah. I'm very glad of that. But ladies and gentlemen, Music recording artist Michael Corin. It's been a, such a pleasure. Go check him out on all his social media, and uh, I really appreciate you coming on. And please come on in the near future when you got more projects coming up. Absolutely, I would love to. And thanks so much for the good work that you're doing here too, man. Putting some good stuff out into the world, and uh, and I'm very humbled that that I got a chance to to connect with you. And we'll, this is this is the beginning, definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> you have a wonderful day, man. You guys stay safe, and I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Lifebox Media okay. Channel, Michael Corrin. Thank you, buddy.